this Warriors Life podcast for 2022. This is the first episode of the new year and um, one week out from the 2022 Premiership. So what better way to start off than bringing in Nick Tedeschi, uh, Orange's favourite son. How's life in the central tablelands in New South Wales, mate? Uh, mate, it's, it's easy and relatively dry compared to the rest of New South Wales, so uh, absolutely no complaints out here. Uh, Rugby League Heartland uh, Orange, so there's some fizzing in the air, got uh, a haircut yesterday, and I think the entire conversation was nothing but uh, footy talk, so oh, not just me, but the rest of the barbershop, so exactly where you want to see, so... Uh, no, I'm very, very excited and uh, very grateful for you to have me on and come back. Uh, a couple of things I learned about Orange in the last day or so. Uh, one of its sister cities, actually, is uh, Timaru over here. Um, you probably don't know too much about it, but nice little city in our South Island here. So, uh, I don't think I've ever been to Timaru, but I have heard of it. So that was uh, something. What's, what's, the, what's the highlight of Timaru if you... If you're visiting and there's one stop, where are you? Where are you eating? Oh, where are you drinking? We've got to go down to Caroline Bay. There's uh, plenty to see down there. They haven't had the the big uh, the big fair over New Year's uh, for a couple of years because of COVID. But yeah, that's where it all happens down there. Awesome. Um, and I didn't realise Big Tino from the Titans was was from Orange or Orange born at least. Yeah, he was born. He was born here. Um, left at a very very young age. His dad played. Uh, Played both league and union uh, here uh, when he was born. So, and we were at Queensland at a pretty young age. But um, yeah, a few uh, a few orange connections in the NRL these days. Of course, uh, James Maloney is the most uh, well-known one of recent years. Dan Mortimer, um, he's uh, he's come back and is working at his dad Peter's winery at the moment. But uh, nice. uh, Jesse Bromwich had a year out here with Orange Sims. Uh, yeah, that's right. He's, a, he's another one too, I've kind of been from around here. So uh, a few Orange connections at the moment. And uh, Dallium winner, Jack White, of course. I've left him off because I'm such a massive fan of his. But uh, <laughs> Jack White and uh, born in Lucknow, which is about a three-minute drive out of Orange. We, we can. Nice one. Um, mate, we're, we'll give you a bit of a plug at the top of the episode. Um, you've got your finger in any number of pies, but where can we see... Um, your, the fantastic work that you do. Oh. Uh, look, we won't, we, won't, we won't run through them all at the moment. Uh, I will, but we just discussed that off there. But I, I think Little Birdie's probably the number one place. You'll we'll find the stuff. Uh, podcast Monday, reviewing the week. Podcast Friday, looking at uh, the bets for the week. Uh, and there's a subscription there to get all of the best uh, NRL bets each week. Go to littlebirdie.com.co.tv, I think it is. Um, and you will find me in the Guardian writing rugby league as well. And, you know, I'll be around the place, uh, betseeker.com.au is a place you'll find me soon as well. So uh, stay tuned. And another edition of the wonderful punt, NRL Punters Guide. You've uh, just released that again. Yeah, that's out and about. So a pre-season guide there. We're, we're 20, 20 deep, uh, give it to a few teams, get excited about a few teams. Uh, yeah, we'll go through it all, all pretty soon a little bit. Not a year I'm envisaging a whole heap of changing. Uh, to be honest, I guess it's going to be a bit of the same. So, uh, but yeah, punters guides out. You can buy that guide at Little Birdie, or you can buy you get it for free in the season season subscription. And go follow Nick on Twitter at Tedeschi eighty one eighty one. Boy, does he give it to some people. Um, 
One of them. Shout out to Trent Barrett. <laughs> You'll be having nightmares over you, mate, um, and we'll come to that in our preview of Canterbury, particularly after a fairly, fairly explosive trial on Monday, was it? Um, I just want yeah. to ask, I've just noticed on Little Birdie, they refer to you as Nick Top Rope Tedeschi. Is that a, a wrestling reference, I take it? Uh, it is a wrestling reference. Uh, I misguidedly... Uh, about the age of 18 or 19 when I was at uni, fancied I could become a professional wrestler. So I did some training, uh, much to the amusement of many, and it's, uh, it's kicked off again. Uh, the nickname Top Rope uh, has, has survived all these years. So that's where that one comes from. So when you're a, a, uh, a budding wrestler, who are you basing yourself on? I can imagine you as the, the second coming of George the Animal Steel, maybe? <laughs> Something like that, but I'll, I'll also, I will say this, Will. I, I think I lasted two tryouts, and the second one, I, uh, being a bit mouthy, but you know, not kind of ill intention, I may have accidentally gave away the results of the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania or something to one of the larger wrestlers there, who then proceeded to spend the next hour doing his best to absolutely pummel me to a pulp. So, uh, you know, I'm many things, Will, but tough is not one of them. <laughs> If there's any footage of that out there, please uh, send it to wellatthiswarriorslife.com. <laughs> the only person who's got any footage, it's in my mum's garage, and if anyone can, can transfer VCR to a <laughs> digital, you might be able to get some. Oh, how good. Uh, we'll get stuck into our club-by-club -club preview. Um, kicking off uh, alphabetically, Brisbane Broncos. Um coming off a couple of bad seasons. Uh, Kevy Walters last last year, what were they, 15th last season? Yeah, that was um, We'll just run through the the uh, gains and losses just quickly before we um, before we run through their prospects for the season. I can imagine you're not too high on them, Nick, but uh, their big signings, Kurt Capewell, Ryan James coming on board, Corey Jensen from the Cowboys, Brinko Lee, uh, Tim Maite Martin is back in the NRL ranks. Jordan Pereira, uh, Adam Reynolds, obviously the big one, and the coach's son, Billy Walters. Uh, losses, John Asiata, uh, never pulled on a boot for them. Ethan Bullimore's gone to Manly. Xavier Coates um, offloaded a bunch of Haas. Brodie Croft, Tom, Tom Dearden obviously went last year. Alex, Alex Glenn retired. Uh, Matt Lodge already at the Warriors. Anthony Milford's gone. David Pango Jr. went halfway through last year. Um, so yeah, plenty of change. Do you see any change for them on the ladder, Nick? Uh, not really. I think they'll be down around the same mark they were at last year. They might jump a spot or two. They might drop a spot or two. There's been a, a bit of noise about the Broncos up and for some improvement. I, I just, I can't see it with Kevin Walters as coach. I, I just think he is. He will, will, will go down as one of the least qualified coaches in the NRL era. He has no business being that job. He had no business getting that job in the first place. And I, I say almost no way that he survives this season, other than the fact he's now not in an all contract, he's just on an employment contract. So uh, I don't really see him surviving. I think they've made, I think the most significant move they've made in the last 12 months is bringing Ben Lichten in um, to manage the football department. I think that's going to take some time. Now, it's hard to knock the, the signings of Reynolds and Capel and James. I think they're all, all, all steps in the right direction. Uh, but this team has been so poorly developed and so poorly constructed over the last few years that 
Yeah, I can't see any significant jump. And you know, the fact is, with Adam Reynolds, as, as good an organizer as he is, he's, he's had a talented team around his entire his entire time. And yeah, I just don't really. I think he's going to find this year pretty frustrating. And I, I think once Walters goes, they get a proper coach in there. You know, again, another year into the, the league with young players like you know Ricky and Rabadi and stuff like that, they're going to be better off. But yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty long year for them. I, I can't see any reason to advocate them jumping up significantly. Certainly not in the realm of final football. I've probably got them a bit higher than you do, purely on the score of Reynolds and and if you know they got Payne Haas is obviously one of the most valuable forwards going around. Plenty of game breakers, Katoni Stags and the likes. Um, mostly because it's such a bottom-heavy competition still. I, I think there's a few places they can move up. Um, where have you got them finishing? I uh, had them finishing... I've got them uh, finishing... Uh, 14, 7 and 15. Okay, so another... Oh, 7, 7 and 17, I should say. Exactly uh, the same as they finished in 2021. Yeah. Um, I've got them up at tenth, maybe a little bit ambitious, but yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I, I could see them kind of getting up to that. I could see them, you know, if things break right, they could kind of get up to to ten wins and, and certainly run kind of tenth. I think. But I think that's probably the cap for them, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, last question on the Broncos: Who who should be partnering Adam Reynolds? Who it's just uh, been announced has COVID and may miss round one, so. It's obviously a spanner in the works, but um, who's who's his partner in the house? I'd be bloody Ezra Mam. I think if it was anyone with any kind of um, with any kind of job security, Kevin Walters would be playing Ezra Mam in that position. But I think the uh, he's a win now kind of guy, and he needs to win for his for his, for his job. So I, I think it will be uh, Albert Kelly for the foreseeable future. But I, I think Ezra Mam's the guy I'll be playing. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be great to see someone long-term get a shot. He's shot himself in the foot uh, previously with not giving these young guns a go uh, early enough with Reese Walsh last year, obviously. Um, but yeah, it seems like, well, I don't know, they seem to be uh, playing playing themselves out of contention week to week in the trials, uh, Gamble, his son, and, and um, Kelly. So, I don't know, it's a toss-up for me between those three who will get the gig um moving on to canberra raiders uh they've tumbled down the ladder real tough year for them injury wise and yeah nothing really went right for them last year still managed to finish 10th with 10 wins um has that premiership window slammed shut on ricky and the raiders oh it's gone it's gone their windows uh i think ricky probably struggled to adapt to kind of the new rules more than most last year uh, yeah, not only have they lost Bateman and George Williams over the last couple of years, but that that pipeline into the best English players has, has no doubt dried up because of some of the bad blood that um, those departures had. They're just a real middling team, to like Canberra, and, and probably made a little bit worse with news that Jamal Fogarty's going to miss kind of at least half the season. I yeah, I don't think they're awful anywhere, the Raiders, but I just don't think that they have they have any real elite talent in the side like they are everything broke one i think they struggle to to, to to reach the eight there's just yeah there's not you know they've got a really poor defensive three-quarter line that kind of constantly gets rotated 
Now, I, I don't like Charles Nickel-Clockstad as a fullback, and I think he's going to pressure to keep his job with Xavier Savage as well. So, yeah, I think there's a few a few, few concerns there at the Raiders. And, you know, the Pack's also... You know, this is the signings of players like Adam Elliott. And, uh, I, just, I just don't understand. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the Raiders have probably got enough talent to kind of just miss it, just to finish kind of fringe of the eight. But... Um, I can't seem to get in. Uh, yeah, just running through their main uh, gains and losses. Nick Kotrick returns from the poor season at the Bulldogs. Adam Elliott, another Bulldog. Uh, Fogarty, as you mentioned, out for half the year. That's a big blow. Really could have been a, a bit of a steadying influence for them. Um, losses, Caleb Aikens, uh, Saliva Havili, uh, Ryan James, as we talked about before, Dunamis Louie, um, and then a sort of few depth players, and then yeah, Curtis Scott's Bailey Simonson, so uh, solely Ola retiring. Yeah, it's um, it's not a lot to to get too excited about for for Raiders fans. I don't think, particularly with yeah the Fogarty, uh, that's a real blow for them, isn't it? Um, yeah, they really struggled. They really struggled to organise last year, uh, and, and now they're going to be relying on rookie Brad Schneider. So I. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really like never season. I can't see. Yeah, Ricky seems pretty angry as, as he usually does, I guess. But kind of heading into the season, I, I, I can see the Hodgson situation kind of going south pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, not uh, What did you make of Ricky's rant the other day um, about the whole suspension um, application fiasco? Uh, look, it's just it's just the latest Ricky woe has made the, the competition have to get us, even when. Uh, when he was when he was coaching the Roosters and, and Uncle Nick was running the show of not only the Roosters but the uh, the NRL, uh, it was woe was me. So yeah, I I can't see a lot with what uh, we're here to say. I, I, the NRL has applied these the, these suspension rules idiotically for a long period of time and pretty haphazardly. So this should come as no surprise to Ricky. <laughs> Well, I, well, firstly, I'll say it was. Uh, I can see why people would be annoyed about these players getting a week off because you know if you're suspended three weeks out from Origin or whatever, you don't get Origin counted towards your sus- suspension. So only yeah. if you get selected for Origin, you know these suspensions were from last year. So uh, you know there's no way they should have been uh, allowed to apply it to the to the All Stars game. But Ricky's. Um, you know that was a club, a club, uh, a club suspension that they gave Rapana. So I mean, they handed that out to him. What would be the point of him serving a, a club suspension in a All Stars game? And then Rapana shot himself in the foot by, <laughs> by carrying on like a, like a lunatic with the shoulder charges in that All Star game. So no one but themselves to blame, and and Rapana himself. Um, yeah, just a bizarre one from Ricky, I think. The way Rapana's come back from rugby union, I think uh, the Raiders should take this as a positive that they're not going to have to pick him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, and he serves um, serves the first week of a suspension at the same time as his club uh, club one as well. So, yeah. yeah, it's all over the show. Anyway, I've got the Raiders finishing 11th. Yeah, I've got them finishing uh, 9th. That's probably the, the top end of the national from our point of view, isn't it? 9th to... Ninth to 12th range for me, kind of around that 9 to 11 win mark. Uh, now, moving on to your Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Now, I'm just going to move back from the speaker a little bit. Uh, <laughs> as you um, unload on Trent Barrett and the Bulldogs, uh, let us have it. 
Uh, well, let's, we'll start with some positives in terms of Canterbury. Had, the only option for Canterbury to get out of this disgusting mess was to buy their way out of it. I, I think they have. They did a very, very, very good job in getting Matt Burton. I think, yeah, potentially one of the better halves in the game. He, he, he is a good-looking player. Um, you know, they've got Josh had a car. Would you spend much on a winger? Probably not, but kind of like when South were on the verge of kind of getting good again, you have to spend up on, on players that probably don't deserve it. So that's fine. Had no relationship. Really even even signing the likes of, you know, Paul Vaughan and Matt Dufty, like probably not great signings, but significant improvements on what we had. But, you know, not, you know, probably not going to be salvations for the club. Now, two, two things that just absolutely get my, get my goat going into the year. While we were signed to be the Pango Jr., it's absolutely astonishing. He's going to spend half the year suspended. Absolutely zero point in signing him. He showed that in his first trial in what was not only a terribly ill-disciplined performance, it was that it was that bad in terms of missed tackles, drop balls. Like the guy's an idiot. What he's doing on the side is, is ridiculous. And yeah, you know, I don't even think Craig Bellamy can get get into my discipline regularly. So why we think Trent Barrett would? Trent Barrett, like bear in mind, this is Trent Barrett's performance as a coach. He led a Tom Trevojevic team to fifteenth on the ladder. <laughs> like yeah, has has Tom gone since Trent's left? Like. That says it all. Trent Barrett has done absolutely nothing at the Bulldogs but steal cash. And uh, I, I, for one, uh, look forward to him uh, getting uh, shuffled out. If what Google's got one thing is sacking a coach. So uh, if he's going to sack Anthony Griffin in fourth place, I can't imagine Trent Barrett's got a long leash at the Bulldogs. And with a very, very hard draw to start the year, I can see Barrett being gone by the end of May. When I say see, I mean hope. Uh, I don't think I've seen anyone um, de- deplete their stock so so much in a trial game as Tavita Pangai Jr. did the other day. It's like Trent Barrett gave him some Kane Evans tapes to, to watch over the summer. Um, uh, you're not wrong there. To be honest, if, if one person challenged Tavita Pangai, it's Trent Barrett. I don't think anyone's ever had their head called for after a trial. But, yeah, that's certainly on there. Even just stupid things like his persistence with Jake Everillo on halfback. It just, you know, like, Jake Averillo is a pretty talented footballer. He's very, very fast. Maybe put him into his space. But he certainly can't keep a pass. Yeah, that seems to be the big hole in their lineup. Um, halfback and hooker. Is that, yeah. is that where uh, they're going to fall down this year? Yeah. Again? Obviously, Reed Marnie's going to be the solution for that. And Matt Burton's yeah. going to take on all of the playmaking, playmaking duties. Like, that's just going to have to be the way it is. But, uh, um, like, fact is, Avarillo's going to be in the middle. He's going to have some kicking. He's going to get in the way. And, uh, like, honestly, you're just better off playing like a young slot of Bailey beyond the Odo and hoping for the best there than, than trying to force the square peg into the round hole. Uh, where have you got them finishing, mate? Uh, I've got them at 11th, nine wins, 15 losses. Uh, they're right in that cluster of, of very ordinary bad teams that kind of run from, I think, probably 10th to 15th. Yeah, I've got them twelfth, but you know, could be, could be as high as ninth. Um, yeah, enough yeah. enough game breakers to you know to get them, get the Bulldogs some wins, but for sure, but not not, not to consistently not, do yeah, it. I don't think. Strength, and, yeah. and I think, yeah, the, the issue for the Bulls, it's going to be a a 
a tough start to the year and, and there's going to be a lot of here we go again, which I think is going to make it, it kind of really, really difficult to try and make a final run. You know, I certainly ended, ended last season thinking the Bulldogs might sneak into that kind of Newcastle seventh, eighth spot from last year, but yeah. no, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not in a position to do that. Um, give us an insight on what it's like to dislike the coach of your team so much that you almost want your team to lose just you're to get him out. You're a Warriors fan, Will. I assume you've been through this plenty of times. Well, <laughs> yeah, but they, but, but we usually do get rid of our coaches soon enough. So. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm never cheering up the Bulldogs. I just, but I, I very much know the result that's going to happen. He, like, if, if, there's no doubt that he has not had much of a roster and stuff to work with, but like, his lack of development and game plan is just moronic. So, uh, it's, it, to us, it, it, it sucks completely as to why we, uh, um, as to why, as, as to having to endure a coach you like, but, you know, like, it's, this is a different guy. Like, I don't, I don't think Dean Page should have been the coach of Canterbury, but he was, you know, players liked him, he was relatively harmless, he probably did the best with what he could do, but I, um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't really like where, um, what Trent's done as a club, and I don't really like where it's headed. How do you feel about uh, Phil Gould being at the helm of your club? Yeah, uh, look, I think he, he got results at Penrith, and I, I think the game is, is probably passing, passing him by. But I think one thing Phil does well is he kind of he's a sobering reality check to, to a club. I think he kind of gets the structures in place, builds up an organisation to a point where yeah they can then start making the right decisions. And yeah, Canterbury. Historically, have had a very large junior base and, and, and talent coming through, and that's been decimated. And Penrith showed last year that the best way to win a premiership is to have a talented bunch of youngsters come through and be very cheap under the cap to mix with you know, some very expensive players. So, uh, yeah, Canterbury certainly need to get back to that element again. I think Phil's probably the right guy for that. Well, for your sake, I hope he uh, sticks at it a bit longer than he did. Um, with the junior development at the Warriors. <laughs> uh, Canterbury's such a political place, Will, that <laughs> it's bound to blow it one way or the other. Uh, Cronulla Sharks, a uh, fair bit of roster change there. The big ones coming in, Dale Finucane, Nico Hines, both from the Storm, Matt Nicavalu, uh Cameron McInnes, and uh, going out the other way, Will Chambers, Josh Durgan, Sean, uh, Sean Johnson, Nana McDonald, Billy Magulius, Chad Townsend, Aaron Woods, uh, shedding a fair bit of dead wood. Is it going to be enough for them to return to the finals? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. I like the Sharks this year. I think they are one of the two teams I can kind of see on the up. I, I think that Fitzgibbon high is a real positive one, but, you know, Dale McCain has just been tremendous everywhere he's gone. He, He's going to lead a pack that's just kind of really needed that leadership. You're going to, you're going to see a better year from the likes of Toby Rudolph from Fritton the Coro. You know, Jack Williams kind of emerged last year and hopefully he'll kind of kick on as well. Uh, I love Mika Hines. All players that have the storm really go as well. I don't think he's going to go, jump straight into where he was last year, but I think he's a pretty notable upgrade. Uh, they've got a few holes to Sharks still. Like, I think they're going to play Matt Moore at 5'8, I think. Yeah. Not 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 great. A centers are ordinary. Uh, Will Kennedy's only kind of a, a, a an average fullback. I know, so that's disrespectful. I think he's very solid, but you're not really a dynamic kind of you know, game breaker. But I think the Sharks will be in that kind of you know, fifth to eighth discussion. I think they've got uh, uh, plenty of wins in them. I don't think any teams 
bought better in the off season and their draw I've got ranking as the second easiest this year, so okay. uh, I think they will have a good year. Yeah, I've got them seventh of the there's uh bit of a concern way Graham out for the first six weeks. Um Braden Trindle who I think might end up being playing more games in the halves than Moylan this year. Um that that would be my hope anyway. He's out for the first few. Cameron McInnes missing the first few as well. Uh, but yeah, as you said, a lot to like. The leadership of Finucane is going to be huge. And yeah, Hines is pretty exciting, even though it's committed a, a different story for him than it was at, at the Storm. Um, excited to see what he can do. And yeah, I think they've got a lot more going for them than, than a lot of those other mid-table teams. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think they've probably had enough kind of enough to build. I think Fitzgibbon did a good job choosing the job he was he, he took. I think there's, there's enough there at Cronulla and a bit of tweaking and some violence. I think there's guys can probably be a genuine premiership threat in 2023. So, uh, yeah, I, I, like, I like where Cronulla had. Is uh, Fitzgibbon the slam dunk coach that everyone thinks he is? I mean, we've seen guys like Seabold and, and Adam O'Brien not quite live up to their, uh, you know, Super coach apprenticeship billing when they've taken over first grade team. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I, 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 I certainly wouldn't be be calling a slam dunk. What I like to see from a, a coach when they get the job is um, serve an apprenticeship under a good coach. He ticks that box working under Trent for Trent Robertson for a long time. But what I also like to see is I like to see them being in charge of their own team. I like to see them coaching Queensland Cup or New South Wales Cup. I like to see them coach over in Super League and kind of get different experiences. They're actually running a team. So um, I wouldn't say that I am is a slam dunk, but I think he, uh, on a balance of probabilities, I think he'll be a good coach. Uh, certainly a pretty likeable, well, certainly likeable as a player. It'd be good to see him um, you know, emerge as a, as a good per- coaching personality because, yeah, we're a bit short on them at the moment. For sure. Uh, Gold Coast Titans returned to the finals after a five-year absence last year under probably my favourite coach in the game, um, Justin Holbrook. Uh, Was that a flash in the pan, or are they going to build on that, just looking at their gains and losses? Not too much to speak of, um, although with the notable addition of Isaac Liu, Will Smith also comes on board, Paul Turner from the Warriors. Uh, obviously, we talked about Lost Fogarty, Tyrone Peachy's gone, Mitch Rain, um, Ash Taylor, and Anthony Don's retired. How do you see their season unfolding? It's not so much about who they got, uh, Will, it's about who they got rid of. Uh, and getting rid of Ash Taylor is nothing but a positive. Justin Holbrook will not have to, you know, try to justify what he's on and whatnot. He'll be he's out. So uh, we'll discuss the him and the Warriors later on. But uh, I love the golf this year. They are. I think the team that the market has got the most from, uh, I've got them coming seventh. I've got them winning 14 games, but seven finishing as high as fifth. Uh, I love Holbrook as a coach, as you do, Will. I think, uh, you know, there's, there's a few hit and misses. Like, you, you, are, you are going to rely on, on a, a pretty untested spine to, to get it done, which is probably the big worry. I think Jane Campbell's going to be really good at fullback. I think Tanner Boyd, if he can be serviceable, if Sexton can be serviceable, give Princeton plenty of good ball. Yeah, I think the Titans are in for a good year. I love their pack. So, uh, very big on the Titans this year. Yeah, wonderful pack and bit of speed out wide. Uh, same as you, the concern is over not so much the quality, just the experience of their spine. I'd 
put it together earlier. Jaden Campbell at fullbacks only played seven games. Uh, AJ Brimson played a bit more footy, but only 17 starts in the halves. He looks like he's going to get the 5'8 spot. Toby Sexton, four NRL games. He'll be in the number seven. And then for Hooker, it comes down to Aaron Clark, who's played 30 games with only 11 starts. And Tanner Boyd, 21 games, uh, zero starts at Hooker. So, yeah, uh, bit of a baptism by fire for that young group, but plenty of talent in there. Yeah, I, I, and that's to be quick to be clear out of that, that group. But yeah, Cameron Bruce has a talent, and yeah, all I think if they can just put together. Oh, I just think Holbrook's a really good developer of talent. I think they enjoyed enjoyed a frustrating year last year. A lot of the metrics I use, like close games and, and true indifference, suggest they were a much better team last year than the ten and fourteen record suggested. I've kind of got them as a twelve and twelve, thirteen and eleven team last year, and I improve on that. So. Um, yeah, I can see upwards, upwards swinging for the Titans. Yeah, I'd, uh, as, just from a personal point of view, I think they're probably my second favourite team now. I just, you know, it's good to see them get back in the finals. And I, that uh, qualifying final against the Roosters was my favourite game in years. I don't know what it was about it, but I haven't enjoyed a game that much in, in several years. So hopefully they can. Yeah. It was a cracking game, cracking game, and I, I think they played good style of footy too at the time. Yeah, no, they're good to watch. Um, so I've, I've got them eighth, but yeah, again, that's that's certainly not their ceiling. Um, could finish a couple couple higher than that for sure. Um, moving on to Manly, the big mover from 2021. Um, made it all the way to the top four despite an 0-4 start and got to a prelim. Um very little movement in their roster or significant movement anyway Ethan Villamore coming on board it's the only really notable one and um, leaving the club Cade Cust, Jack Kuzitsky um, Curtis Sirenin and Moses Sully none of those guys really in the top 17 uh, apart from possibly Sirenin most of the time but yeah they've seemed to have all of those bases covered and a very stable lineup with a hell of a lot of speed and Strike power. What do you think they can go further than they did in twenty twenty one? No, I think they're actually one of the most boring teams in the comment. I don't mean that by the way they play. They're probably the most exciting on that front. But I, I don't think they've got the scope to improve to to make any significant ground on the three teams. I think the genuine premiership contenders. I don't think they can slip back. I don't think Parramatta and the Souths are going to be able to kind of hold them out of the fourth spots. I think they're going to kind of run fourth. And probably a preliminary final. Exeter Weights. Uh, I, you know, I love Travoy, which I'd be, I'd be stunned if he could replicate his astonishing year last year. That it would be absolute rarity to pull it off. I think this could be very good. But uh, and a couple of little injuries to start the year to the back rowers probably has, you know, mainly behind the eight ball from the get go. So uh, I think that'd be a very good team again. But I'm, I, I don't, I, I don't think there's any value in the premiership. Yeah, similar season, I think, uh, as well. They've, I've got them in third in the minor premiership, but and maybe a, a prelim. But yeah, whether they, we saw uh, last year, where they didn't really stand up against those uh, against the likes of the Storm and in the finals, and um, might just be a similar story. I really like how Des Hasler got a lot out of the kind of unheralded types like Brad Parker and. And, and those sort of guys uh, playing a lot better than anyone thought they could. Um, but, yeah, whether they can take the next step. What, what would be the key for them to, to be able to go further? Like, what is missing? Yeah, I think they're probably missing um, 
uh, a, a pack that can, can really dominate. I think when they kind of got into a grind a bit, they they struggled mainly to really are, are really good at running up scores, but when they kind of got into the grind against some of the better teams, they, they really struggled. And, uh, you know, loss of Anderson or Blake was, was pretty big for them. I think they're lacking a bit of size. And, you know, Josh Rister's obviously a very good player, but he's a, you know, he's a remade 5-8 player in these years. So uh, that'll be the key for mine. I just I don't think they've got him this year. And Schuster out for a fair chunk. Six of them. weeks, yeah, um, six weeks at least. So. Uh, and they've lost uh, Olakwatu as well. Starting this, yeah, starting back rows, which is very problematic because those edge back rows play probably a bigger role at Manly than they do at uh, at most clubs with the, the the kind of need to get the ball out wide as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you got them top four to finish though. Um, yep, I got a fourth, uh, sixteen and eight, very similar season to last year for me. Uh, Melbourne Storm. Now you the uh, predicting their decline has been the downfall of many a punter, and you've been uh, a great advocate of of sticking by them, and you'll be doing the same again this year. Uh, absolutely, I've got them as a clear top rated side. Uh, look, I remember writing the punters' guide, I think, in two thousand eleven for the first time. And people were writing the storm, the storm were done, blah, blah, blah. But here we are, and we've got a completely different side now. Uh, Craig Bellamy was, was all set to leave after the Smith Slater Cronk era, and then all of a sudden he's got Munster, Pappenhausen, Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant, Brandon Smith. He's got a whole new team, and yeah, they were desperately unlucky not to win, to win last year. They had a, everything that went wrong could have gone wrong in that game against Penrith. They were. Um, a, I, I think last year a much better team. They were breaking all kinds of records for their attacking football and their defence remained at the top of its game. Yeah, they've lost some players this year. It really matters with the Storm. Like, they're all going to be replaceable. The, the Dale Finnecane's leaving is as good as he is and as good a buy as he is for Quinella. It's the same it's the same stuff that you see year in and year out. This is Kevin Proctor all over again. This is yeah, that kind of player all over again. So, um, yeah, I'm not worried at all about the storm. I've got them the clear top raider. I, you know, I've got them winning 20 games and winning my premiership. Yeah, I think um, you know if you can navigate losing Slater, then Cronk, then Smith, or how, whatever the order was, pretty seamlessly, then uh, losing Ado Car, Fanukan, and Nico Hines is going to be a walk in the park. And they do have Xavier Coates coming on board, Nick Meaney from the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, and a few other sort of fringe, fringe sort of players. Josh King, uh, Will Warbrick, who's a All Black Sevens player. Jaden Nicarima, whether they'll play a role uh, remains to be seen, but no doubt they'll be playing better footy under Bellamy than they would be anywhere else. Yeah, the Storm had a uh, had a season launch function last night, and Xavier Coates got up and spoke, and apparently said he'd never endured such a hard preseason. And, yeah, and you have Kevin Walters' preseason. Which probably just throwing the footy around a bit, doing a few laps to create Bellingham pre-season. I, I think we're going to see a big year from Xavier Coates. Yeah, I've never been a, a, the biggest fan of Coates. Um, Same. I'm since... with you. I, I've never been a fan. I've never understood what the big deal is about, but I think we're going to see a big year. This yeah, year. it'll be, um, you know, it's all, and I, I am a, a bit of a fan of Raymond Smith when he was at the Bulldogs, but you saw him go up a level at the Storm. Probably a similar sort of. A level. Yeah. And the rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think they'll thrive. You know, Nick Meaney could have a big year too. So, uh, yeah, no, I've got them top two, I think. I don't know if I've got them winning a grand final, but 
mine premiership again for sure just too consistent but my the thing that i'm um most interested in, in getting your take on is whether they carry that on next year they've, they've had the dolphins have uh, have come in for some of their most experienced types do you think that's going to make a difference is that going to be one of the hardest uh hardest things that Bellamy's had to overcome or is it just going to be business as usual uh yeah i think next year is going to be going to be really telling for what what happens with the storm uh but he lost a brand smith you know, I think that's going to be. I know they've got two hookers and it's probably a bit problematic, but the type of place is there. Oh, I envision the Storm also be a top four side next year, which yeah. is probably, you know, it might be Daniel. I certainly don't envision the collapse of collapse of the Storm, but um, I think we are going to see a, yeah, absolute little downtick next year. So I, I think that we all win this year, the Storm will win your premiership. Yeah, I think as long as they can keep that spine of, of Munster. Hughes, Papanazan and, and Grant together, they have a pretty solid base and Bellamy will be able to mould the rest. Um, Absolutely, he always does. Uh, Newcastle Knights, a team that a lot of people are predicting are going to slide. I thought the, the, the uh, 2020 and 21 Knights were probably two of the worst teams I've ever seen qualify for a final series. Um, the, a lot of people predicting they'll fall right out of the picture this year. They've lost Mitchell Pearce. Uh, Connor Watson's gone as well. Uh, coming on board, Adam Clune and Dan Gagai comes back to the club. Um, yeah, what's your read on these guys? Yeah, they've been absolute frauds for the last two years, last year in particular. Uh, and I'll, I'll actually back them for the wooden spoon at $15. I've got them coming 15th. Uh, and sliding all the way into seven wins. Uh, a couple of metrics from last year that were just super telling. Uh, the first time I can remember in a long time to finish uh, up over three wins above their true win record. They were essentially a 9, 15, 10 that finished 12 and 12 last year. Uh, and they went 6 and 1 in close games, one score games. So that's always an indicator that you can get backwards the next year. So uh, I think on, on paper, they are an awful side. I think he's done a really bad job at developing talent. And O'Brien, a lot of young guns, Tex Hoy, Phoenix Crossland, you know, who the things are being touted for certainly haven't improved on his watch. So uh, I think they're bottom four bound, and I think they are excellent value to win the Winston. Yeah, I've, I've got them 13th, uh, but easily spoon contenders, um, particularly if something happens to Pong or if, if he decides to sign elsewhere or anything like that. Uh, the season could completely unravel uh, for them. But yeah, one of my least favourite teams in the comp and Jaden Braley gone for the season um, is another big blow for them. One of the few sort of stable players in their lineup. Um, yeah. I, there's, I just, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of pretenders in that side. Yeah. I think they're, they're all about to be found out. Uh, absolutely. Well, the least uh, less said about them, the better. I think. Just uh, yeah, check out their wooden spoon price. Um, now on to our New Zealand Warriors. Um, I thought ordinary last season, despite um, I feel like I was a lone voice in the Warriors fan base. Everyone was willing to to make excuses for them finishing twelfth with eight wins and their worst defensive record since two thousand and four. Um, signed over the off season is Sean Johnson obviously coming back to the club and Aaron Penne from the Storm I quite like that signing Ash Taylor 
training trial deal and he's managed to pick up a one-year contract with the club. Um, heading out is Lisa Narmel, Kane Evans, David Fusatua, Peter Hiku, uh, Ken Mamala left mid-season last year, Sean O'Sullivan to the Panthers. Hayes Perham's gone, Jermaine Taunoa Brown, Chad Townsend and uh, Roger obviously to Rugby Union. Uh, Roger's probably the only only one uh, that I'm would I would have liked to have kept. Um, although Peter Hicku did add some value at times um, in a pretty barren area for the club roster-wise. Uh, from a neutral's point of view, uh, you know how emotional us, us Warriors fans are, Nick. Uh, give us the good oil uh, from a neutral's perspective. Uh, so a good judge, who I may have once hosted a podcast with, uh, I'll leave his name off this one. But for the first time in his history during pre-season ratings, he's given a coach a negative rating. <laughs> that coach is Nathan Brown, and there's absolutely no way the Warriors can succeed with him at the helm. I hey, uh, you know, you're at the you're at Kevin Walters. Brown's as bad as both of them. He's just got a long record of doing it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the Warriors were thinking signing. And I, just, I don't really see that. Like, yeah, I don't know what happened to Roger. He's still thorn for the face of the earth. But um, his, uh, his departure is obviously, yeah, gutting for um, for, for the Warriors. He was such an outstanding player, Dalian medal winner. Uh, yeah, I, you know, they're as fragile as any team, the Warriors. And I've got them coming 13th. Yeah, I, I, they've, got a, they've got a very, very difficult draw. I thought they recruited poorly. Uh, lovely fairy tale saw Johnson returning, but I'm not sure how you know, how it's going to go. And surely Ash Taylor doesn't go anywhere to get him any first round. But yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a long, long year for the Warriors. Yeah, just on Nathan Brown, I mean, I, I feel like, again, I'm a lone voice and being sceptical about him or sceptical about the Warriors' prospects of. Uh, making any progress under them, uh, uh, under him, there's a lot of uh, people whose whose um, opinions I really respect who are willing to go into bat for him, and it just seems baffling. I mean, his record speaks for itself. At the Knights, you know, built a, a good looking roster on the surface and did absolutely nothing with it and got ousted. Uh, I just can't see this this uh, tenure ending any other way. But I'm trying to be as positive as I can and. and just ignore all those uh, little voices and. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, the the best thing Nathan Brown did in the night was he bought himself five years mm-hmm. and gave himself the total rebuild because he should have been gone up. Yeah, but obviously when things started going when well, they got a roster, nothing happened. Yeah, like everyone says Nathan Brown's a great bloke. Everyone yeah. says they like having him on the team. Yeah, that's what assistant coaches are there for. Exactly. And is it just my imagination, or does he talk down his teams? current or the club's current state is that a, a means to sort of buy more time because it seems like it what he did at, at Newcastle and I thought he was had a fairly decent base to work off at the Warriors when he arrived given what Todd Payton had sort of instilled and and he talked it down that you know we're in a rebuild and and it seems to have duped the the fan base so were, you know willing to accept eight wins and um and an appalling defensive season uh, it truly was appalling, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think he's duping completely. And 
Yeah, whether it's conscious or unconsciously, like this is this, this is just his MO for for, for, for sticking around a, a job. I've, now, the Warriors are in a worse position than they were 12 months ago. They're going to be in a worse position another 12 months to sign Dylan Walker of all players to go, to go and sign. So, um, yeah, I, I like where they're heading. He, I, I think Joel Kane put out on Twitter something last year. His defensive numbers as coach and the amount of points he's let in, he's seen to let in since he's coached. Uh, yeah, the facts in Georgia, the Warriors couldn't win a premiership. Yeah. Under his two leads back in the day, and then Wayne Bennett comes in and wins one straight away. So, uh, yeah, I, I think. But he's an ordinary coach. He is a subpar coach who is bordering, according to some good judges, as one of the worst of the NRL era. So, uh, yeah, the role of the head coach is becoming ever more important in the game, and the Warriors are falling further behind by who they're playing. Uh, Sean Johnson, obviously, I think, is maybe a bit too much on his shoulders. As much, and no one's a bigger Sean fan than me. Um, I love that he's back, um, but I've feel like he's got less support around him than when he left and when he was a younger less injury prone player as well so uh, yeah I mean he's miss he's uh he hasn't been able to finish the last three seasons which is a concern um, big time I, I, I'm with you I love Sean Johnson as a player he is absolutely one of my favorite players to watch but you know he, he he's nearing the back end of his career these returns Rarely, if ever, work out, and, and he's become more injury prone. So, I, and the responsibility shoulders this year is going to be immense. So, I, I, just, I struggle to see it really, really working out how everyone is probably picturing it. Um, Reese Walsh, obviously a key figure. I love the way he plays and the confidence he plays with. That playing with Sean, if Sean's fit, could uh, could maybe save the season from complete disaster. Um, yeah, I think Reece Walsh got a couple of wins on, on the, by himself, but uh, hopefully this desire to return to Australia doesn't prove a distraction. Yeah, that's a big concern. Uh, good forward pack, I think, given what we've had previously. Um, and Adam Fanilla Blake, obviously, a, a real trump card. Um, I, again, I can't understand why why we're not, um, why fans aren't more flabbergasted at our lack of experience and quality in the three-quarter line i mean for that reason alone i'm actually not i'm i'm okay with the walker signing because if you know if they're happy with a couple of guys playing the centers that have barely played nrl and then dallin and uh, marcelo your old bulldogs mates on the wings and people talking them up as you know as a as a good wing pairing um, I, think I can tell you how that's going to work out. I can tell you that right now. Uh, it's not going to, it's not going to end well. Um, that's too, uh, one signing for next year, I'm interested in your thoughts on this guy. Uh, you've got the Metcalf coming across next year. I think he's a, a really talented young player and might actually fill a centre spot as well. A centre spot? Could do. Yeah, Could okay. do. Um, I could say him kind of playing in centre. I think he's probably more at home at, at fullback. But if, you know, if Reese is there, I don't think he'll be playing fullback. Yeah, I, I, he seemed to be, well, what I've heard is a, recruited as a half, but... Um, you, you, yeah. do, you, you do seem to be a club chock full of halves at the moment. Yeah, a chock full of halves that um, <laughs> that other other people don't want. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of what I've seen of Metcalf. Um, it's just interesting, that puzzle, you know, who they end up re-signing, whether Chanel gets extended. Obviously, there's still that log jam again with Johnson being contracted next year, I'd say 
Cody doesn't get re-signed, even though he seems to be the front runner for the number six uh, this year at this stage. Taylor, I don't think, will last more than the year. Um, well, he'd be he'd be a good half with Metcalf if he, if that's where he is at. Uh, uh, Sean Johnson with Metcalf. Yeah, I think that'd be yeah. yeah I'd be happy with that. Um, yeah, just it, it is interesting with that little puzzle there, whether Chanel does extend and then and what their plan is of you know Metcalf and who for beyond. Yeah, assuming this is Sean's last contract. Um, yeah, who's who's your number six from what we've got at the moment? Who would you pick out of? Yeah, I'd, I'd be playing Cody. Yeah, okay. I'd be Cody. Like, I, 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 he runs the ball well, taps the line, but yeah, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't say I'm, you know, a massive Cody Nicarima fan, but he's he's probably the guy I play. I think he's yeah, the best attacking option there. My, well, I certainly prefer out of those options Chanel, Harris, Tavita, but um, I can see Cody being a lot more valuable this year alongside one like Sean, who will be pulling the strings, um, than he was as the number seven in the sort of senior half. So, see yeah. how that works out. Uh, just a couple of other things, seeing as this is the Warriors show that I want to touch on. Um, Josh Curran. Good on the Warriors for re-signing him, um, and the fan base was ecstatic with it. But geez, I don't know if I've ever seen a player so prematurely rated as a as a star. I mean, he's played twenty NRL games, and maybe six of them have been anything above average. And um, I think um, Ben Pomeroy may have been his uh, handling touch. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he clearly catches like he's got a couple of sets of flippers. I think. Oh, look, I think he. He runs. He runs good lines. He's certainly pretty committed. Uh, uh, you know, he's a bust on top. He's he, he strikes me. I, did, I didn't even you know, in Australia. Josh Curran certainly is not highly rated. So I didn't. We, I didn't realize that was a thing. So um, um, the fam, the, yeah. the fans can't get enough of him. Um, yeah, I've I've heard him. I, I saw him reference somewhere. You know, it's such a good sign for the club that a senior player. Is um, <laughs> you know committed to the club given all the uncertainty about where they'll be based and that sort of thing. A senior player, like it, before last season, he'd only played uh, six NRL games, and wow. yeah, wow. and he did. He was a big improver last year. Don't get me wrong, and I am a fan of him. No problem with re-signing him. I do tend to worry about what sort of chunk of the cap that he's taken up if the um, club rates him as highly as the fans do, but. Yeah, if, just, um, if, if history is anything to go by, will the Warriors have certainly have certainly overpaid him? Yeah, well, and I think it's a, a the Warriors' uh, issue is that so much depends on you know these players playing better than what we have seen them play at. You know, it's based on their potential. Like Rocco Berry looks to be a great talent, but only a handful of games, and you know, only a handful of really stand out moments in those games um, there's plenty of guys like that, that that we need to have career best seasons I think to to be in the finals I've got yep. them at, at ninth, um, and that's probably being optimistic I know most Warriors fans though probably think that we should be in the finals um, I think ninth would be a tad over achieving given, you know, given all the things we've just talked about and Nathan Brown is the coach uh, the, we, the, it was brought up a lot about the close games that we lost and you know we lost um, you know however six or seven by less than a try or whatever we also won a lot of close games I don't think that was the problem it was the shocking amount of games that we lost leading 
or being level uh, with five minutes to go. I've never seen anything like it. Some it was of, remarkable how many close games the Warriors were in. 13 games were decided by a single score. Yeah, uh, yeah, so many. Um, and, you know, in the end, they probably finished it with a okay record, given how... Six, six and seven yeah, in close so, games. And so, no other team in the NRL had more than eight single score games last year. Wow. That's, yeah, it's an incredible stat. Um, but yeah, for me, the, the games that they lost, with, that they had in the bag, the Cowboys one was a shocker. Um, with the, oh, the, the long-range long try to uh, to the hammer and then a, a big field goal from Valentine Holmes and, and probably the greatest choke I've ever seen from a Warriors team um, against the Dragons. I was actually in Wellington for that at a pub and, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't lock me up after... <laughs> is, I've just yeah I'm still having nightmares over that um, Ed Cossey oh. the fact that he's still you know in and around the squad is disturbing he's, to me he's hopeless yeah um, yeah I, I, I just I just Deep can't have yeah. the, the, th- the thing that gets me by I guess is that the, the rest of the fan base that I normally do these podcasts with and, and converse with are a lot more um, optimistic so that you know sort of gets me by but yeah I do have real concerns and I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see basically a repeat of 2021 I guess the big question will be what the Warriors will do as a club uh, particularly with Nathan Brown if we do win eight games again and finish 12th I mean Brown's got another year to run um, I don't know why they gave him a three year deal in the first place no one else was after him um Cameron, Cameron George is a little bit dense too, I think, to some of these signings. Yeah, uh, so we'll see see what happens there. But yeah, certainly uh, certainly an interesting season ahead. And yeah, at least uh, we'll see Sean back in the jersey. That's worth tuning in for for me. And don't um, underestimate how, how hard it's going to be playing away from New Zealand for an extended period of time again, possibly as well, so... Yeah, exactly. You don't like the. Obviously, they're probably a bit more settled, and they can. They're probably living in their own houses or rented houses at least over there. Probably not in each other's pockets so much, I would think. But um, you know, for so long away, it's it's got to be taken a toll. Uh, okay, we've got to move on from from the Warriors um, on to probably one of the few teams that whose uh, prospects are lower than them, the Cowboys. Certainly, in my estimation, anyway, I've got them for the spoon. Um, they've signed Peter Hicku, Jermaine Tanoa Brown from the Warriors. Chad Townsend, after a brief and unsuccessful stint back at the Warriors, um, and the only other really significant or notable signing is Brendan Elliott, the journeyman, um, heading out. Java Bowen has retired. Lockie Burr, the ex-Warriors, retired as well. Um, Corey Jensen, SR Masters, are probably well rid of him. Ditto Josh McGuire, who uh, left last season. Um, Francis Molo and uh, Justin O'Neill's retired. So nothing. Michael Morgan obviously retired mid-season, not losing too much. Um, I was surprised to see they've finished bottom four, four straight years since making that 2017 grand final. It's, uh, that's pretty dismal for, you know, you don't see teams go that badly for that long too often in the salary no. cap era. And no, and I think this, this, this roster might be the worst of them all. Um, yeah, like you will, I, I follow the game pretty closely. 
I was looking at the Warriors squad at the start of the year, and I struggled to put through 17 players I knew in the top side, let alone kind of delving right deep into it. It is an awful, awful roster. I've got it rated the lowest roster, lowest rated roster since I've been keeping ratings since 2011. Wow. So, um, yeah, I got this, this side worse than the Bulldogs teams of last year. So uh, that's up. how ordinary this side looks like. Um, yeah, I know Warriors fans probably have some mixed feelings towards Todd Payton, objectively, but I, I, I've got no idea what he's smoking. <laughs> some of the decisions he makes, like to limit you know, the best player, Formalolo, to 45 minutes in the middle, like, like, makes zero sense. Zero sense what he's doing. So uh, I've got this team as a clear standout for the wooden spoon. The only thing that may save them is they have the easiest draw of any club. Of any club so... Um, but I'll $5.50 to the screw. Thank you very much. One of the bets of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I, you know, 700000 was it the rumoured salary for Chad Townsend? 30-plus uh, halfback, definitely on the... Uh, who was never... Didn't have a, a huge uh, top end anyway. Um, certainly well past his best. Um, I I, I, in fairness to them, I think they may have just overtaken the contract they gave Steve Edmund during the Super League <laughs> war for the most overpaid in the history of the club. Uh, but from memory, uh, Big Steve didn't do too much for the Cowboys except <laughs> pocket a nice little retirement. Um, yeah, they've got... The fullback seems to be a bit of a problem spot again. Uh, Fox Sports predicted team um, has Hamaso Tabai Fido at fullback. Valentine Holmes just hasn't been able to settle on a spot since he got there. Um, yeah, geez. And if, you know, Tamalolo is about one of the only things going for that roster and his effectiveness has been totally blunted. It's one of the great blunders in coaching history that, that Todd Payton turned down the Warriors job to go to the Cowboys because he seemed to have clicked with that Warriors group, and now he and the Warriors are both in a far worse position. Oh, well, he's trying to get the band back together, signing to an old ground and Peter Hicko and whatnot, so... Yeah, we can Maybe. take a few more of his old charges if he likes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, I've, I've got them for the spoon for sure. Um, I just can't see them, certainly can't see them getting out of the top four. Uh, bottom four, sorry. I'm totally with you there, Will. Uh, Parramatta now. Um, one of the more intriguing sides, I think. Uh, they've been on that sort of cusp for a couple of years. Um, probably took a step backwards last year, although their, uh, their gutsy finals exit to against Penrith sort of sticks in the memory a little bit. Uh, they're losing quite a few players at the end of the year. Um, definitely, I would think, last chance... Uh, you know, sort of grand final or even prelim final window wise. Um, how do you how do you uh, view these this team? Yeah, they're, they're they're too good to go backwards, too far. They're not good enough to really challenge. There, they're kind of like a bad man at the moment. Without that kind of the, the gears that man we have an attack. No indicators that they'll go up. No indicators suggest they'll go down. Probably going to benefit from getting rid of the likes of you know, Blake Ferguson. They've got a decent fallback. I can see Parramatta absolutely towering up. Size below the ladder. 
they're going to get absolutely towed up by by the teams above them. So, uh, yeah, not much to see anything about Parramatta. I think they, I've got them fifth, fifteen and nine, but yeah, anywhere between fifth and eighth, I can kind of see them falling to. Yeah, I've got them fifth, and yeah, definitely potential preliminary finalists. Maybe they go on a bit of a run in September, but a uh, bit of a problem out wide. I know. Probably Blake Ferguson leaving is a positive, but Mike Acevo is still out indefinitely, and then Hayes Dunster uh, out for the season. So depth-wise, they're really struggling there. I mean, I see the predicted team for round one, the three-quarter line is Sean Russell, Will Penasini, Wanga Blake, and Bailey Simonson. So, um, yeah, that's a pretty glaring roster area there. Um, you know, otherwise, good spine, good pack. Um yeah, I don't know. It's, it's... Yeah, there's just not much to say about the Eels, is there? Like, they're a very black kind of side this year. Like, you, know, you, you kind of can't really see the bat side falling out in this year, but well, it's, it's hard to see where they find the improvement. Yeah, and I guess the question mark is, you know, how those guys that are leaving, Papali and, and Marnie and um, Nukora is coming to the Warriors next year, how that sort of affects them and, and what sort of seasons they have to. Uh, again, yep. much the same for them. Um, moving on to their neighbours and the Premiers, Penrith Panthers. Um, we haven't seen a, a Premiership hangover, a decent one really, for a long time. The only one that I can really, that even sort of rates a mention is maybe South Sydney in 2015. We haven't seen a Premier miss the finals, I don't think, since West Tigers, unless I'm mistaken, apart from the Storm, obviously, with the salary cap. Scandal in 2010. Um, can you see this Panthers team maybe having a bit of a slide? Yeah, I'd say a bit of a slide. In fact, I can see them getting eliminated in the preliminary final, but I think they've got too much talent to really get back. Because I don't think the the premierships set up like it used to be. I think the difference between the good and the bad teams is far larger than it used to be. I, I think, yeah, Penrith gave the, gave the drink a fair, fair workout in, in the off-season, so... Yeah, we might see a decent size hangover, but I still got them finishing top four. I think they're going to have a yeah a good year, may disappoint here. They won't be going back to back for mine. I think they're one of three teams that win the premiership, but only the, the of the three teams are the ones with the most question marks hanging over. Yeah, it could be uh, the fact that I, they're my least favourite club, um, skewing it a bit, but. The loss of Matt Bird and um, you know Capewell. They've lost a lot of depth. Yeah, um, uh, all they've picked up is they've uh, taken Christian Crichton back off your hands. Um, God bless them. <laughs> and uh, Sean O'Sullivan from the Warriors to provide a bit of halves depth there, um, which you know could uh, play a role with with Nathan Cleary in doubt for round one. But I don't definitely see. I can imagine definitely a slow start to the season. I'm sure they'll hit their straps at some point. And as you said, there's there's too many quality players um, throughout the roster. James Fisher, Harris, Brian Tall, those sort of guys, and Clary. As long as everyone stays fit. Uh, well, but I've got them fourth in the minor premiership, and yeah, I can see maybe a maybe not quite a backdoor exit, but just an underwhelming finals campaign that ends in the preliminary final. Yeah, yeah, we kind of seem to be in a similar way. Um, St. George Illawarra Dragons. You know, a few people getting excited, including Gus, saying they'll finish in the top eight. I've seen a few other 
people say that since they won the charity shield. Um, yeah, there's, there's not too many teams in the comp that I'm lower on than the Dragons. I've got them at 14th. Um, fair bit of movement. George Burgess arrives. Uh, Jack Kuzitsky, uh, Moses Imbai. Jeez. Uh, Tauto Moga, uh, Francis Moller, origin player, current origin player. Jaden Sewer, Ditto, Moses Sully and Aaron Woods. Um, and a host of players leaving, including Adam Clune, Matt Dufty. Uh, who else? Cameron McInnes, Trent Merrin's retired, Corey Norman retired, Jordan Pereira didn't play much last year, Paul Vaughan, Braden Liami. So, yeah, how do you see this season working out for them? Um, I, I'm probably higher on the Dragons than the, the, the new oh, I'm definitely higher than you are, higher than the market. I think if you're having a bet this year, over seven and a half wins is one of the better bets in the preseason. I've got them coming 10th, the seven sneaking the weight. Probably not going to, but uh, uh, main reason is I, I don't think, I think Anthony Rippon's got a little bit of Brian Smith about him. No, I think he's a coach who, you know, it's, it's not all going to fall apart around him. I think he, I think he will, he's intense, he's intense enough to kind of make sure they win, you know, at least a decent number of games. I also think they've recruited that way. They've just brought a lot of senior players into the side. Are they superstars? No. Are they even that good? No. But they're probably not playing what they were playing, what they were turning out last year. So, um, I can see the Dragons kind of getting top of digital wins this year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't. I just. Uh, I, I think there's too much um, uncertainty around some key positions. I know they've got some some talented youngsters, but you know, if the team's getting driven around by Ben Hunt and, and McCulloch, I mean, it's not 2014 anymore. Uh, he's, he's recruiting like it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I can see them sliding a bit. Don't have to fall too much further from where they were, but uh, I can see bottom four for them. Yeah, um, oh, um, I just think they're. Yeah, I've got them probably, probably the, the the best of those bad teams. Okay. Um, yeah, probably where we differ there is maybe I've got the Warriors a bit higher, and and you've got the uh, Dragons up where the Warrior where I've got the Warriors. Uh, South Sydney, an intriguing one, obviously. Wayne Bennett and uh, Adam Reynolds leaving are the big uh, are the big ones. A few other pl- players as well. Jaden Sewer, Benji Marshall, who um, you know was such a I guess prominent figure in their grand final charge last year. Um, Dan Gagai as well, who's been at the club for a, f- a fair while. All they've got is coming on board is Michael Cheekham, Saliva Havili, and um, and obviously the Anthony Milford move. Um, maybe for the best that it fell through. Uh, how do you see them? Is this a, a grand final slide um, for them under D- Jason Demetrio, particularly with a rookie halfback and, and you know, their linchpin of a decade departing? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, a, lot of, a lot of judges are kind of forecast they might have missed the eight. I don't think they will. Not with not with Latrell, Cody, Cam, or any few other players around there but boy there's something very very thin and you look at the side with you know, Taff and Ilias and you know, you're going to have to see some real marked improvement you know we're looking at the decline of Damien Cookie they certainly been going backwards over the last year or two uh, I think it's going to be a tough year for South I've got them coming uh, 6th 15-9 record um, you know probably got the upside to finish in the top 4 I don't think they will don't think they'll finish out they've got too much talent but Couple of injuries and things can go real bad, but 
compared to the Eagles earlier, that I couldn't see the backside falling out of out of their season. I absolutely can with Souths. A couple yeah. of key injuries and, and see it all falling apart. Yeah, absolutely. As you said, Latrell, I mean, that, that was huge last year. Um, and it's just so much seems to rest on Cody, who has only ever played first grade alongside um, Adam Reynolds. Um, as great a player as he is, it's a, definitely a, a different scenario for him this year. For sure. Um, and, you know, these, these young guys look talented, but it's pretty tough to come into a, a team like that and, and take over from a decade-long number seven. Um, yeah, it's, 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 going be, it's going to be really hard when it's not really asked. Like, he may do what I, what Adam Reynolds did when he came into the side. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say that, um, and, and a rookie coach as well. I mean, I know he's got a fairly good track record and, and has been there with Bennett for a, a couple of years, but, yeah, tough uh, tough gig for Demetrio first up. One um, thing they always said about Wayne Bennett is Wayne Bennett never coaches or coaches. So Demetrio might have seen a yeah. lot of what Wayne knew. He certainly doesn't know all Wayne knows. Yeah, the, his um, his disciples don't seem to have the same track record. Uh, Craig Bellamy aside, than, than yeah. um, the likes of you know Bellamy's and well, particularly Trent Robinsons do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've got them six as well. Uh, moving on to Sydney Roosters, um, the their feet last year just to stay afloat in the face of injuries was uh, probably one of the stories of the year. Um, so many key players out for for so much of the season. Kerry only played three games, Lindsay Collins six. Uh, Vic, Victor Radley missed ten games and the Morris brothers. Cordner didn't even play and Jake Friend played one game so um, and you know still made it to the second week of the finals and finished fifth in the minor premiership. Um, is, is this if they get a kind of run uh, these guys are threat for the title yeah definitely I've, I've got there's one of the three that win. I've got them returning to the grand final uh, just tick all the boxes for mine uh, 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 a talented and deep roster they've got some of those top end stars like Tedesco uh, Kiri you know, as, well, as well as a number of the, the, the forwards uh, they've got plenty of upside in their back line they've got honestly Craig Bellamy's coach the greatest coach in the game, Trent Robinson is not far behind him. Yeah, uh, they they were just absolutely ravaged by injury last year. So, uh, yeah, I've got a big improvement for the rest this year. I don't think they need to do much; they simply need to stay healthy. I think getting getting games into the legs of Sam Walker, Joe Suwali, a few of those younger players are going to reap plenty of benefit this year. I'm very very keen on the Roosters. I think I think they can really challenge Melbourne this year. I think they're, they're good value for the premiership. Uh, $7. Yeah, you look at their losses, I mean, but they, they're used to with it, uh, playing without Cordner and Friend and to a lesser extent the Morris brothers because of those injuries last year. Um, Isaac Liu, bit of a loss, has been an underrated performer for them for a long time, but certainly um, you know not a, not a massive amount better than these guys that have been waiting for an opportunity to, to take a permanent spot in the 17 for a long time. In the pack and signed Paul Momorowski and uh, Kevin Naguama to fill in some of those gaps out wide. Connor Watson returns um, as a, I guess, for, you know, with friend uh, leaving and, and he can fill any number of gaps as well as potentially being the starting hooker if, if needed. So uh, I've got them, yeah, I've got them top two minor premiership and winning the comp too, I think, um, after what they went through last year and how they got through it and, and yeah, again, 
I'm with you. Trent Robertson's a genius. Um, I think they'll they'll win the whole thing. Yeah, I think that's a very fair assessment there, Will. I think, um, you know, I just, every, everything's, there's still a lot of boxes this year. They really do. And last and possibly least, West Tigers. <laughs> uh, you uh, could make Matt Fisk. He was uh, a West, West Tigers tragic. Um, maybe first give us if you can you give us an insight of how he's feeling about his team this year. Yeah, not great, not great. He, uh, I don't think he thinks they'll be as bad as maybe anticipate. He certainly hasn't gotten playing finals football, so <laughs> uh, he's astounded by the fact that there's five captains, including Ken Romalo. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's very low on the coach. Uh, I think it's yeah, I, I yeah, let's just say the finals drought isn't about to end this year. Yeah, absolutely not. I've gotten fifteenth, and yeah, just don't see any way out of the the bottom bottom four for them. I mean, I think Tigers fans will be dreaming of the times when they were regular ninth place finishers. Um, but yeah, decade out of the finals now. Um, it'll be close to the longest of the NRL era, I would think. Yeah, no, for sure, mate. Uh, and I think that. Um... They're not even a likable side this year. There's no Benji. There's no, you know, yeah. a couple of years back. There's no, there's, no, there's nothing to really hold on to. They're such a nothing team, the West Tigers. And, you know, I've got them coming 12th with a 9 15 record. But they won six games, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, um, that's probably the peak from. Adam Dewey, probably one of the, the few reasons to actually tune in and watch the Tigers. He's mm-hmm. out for an indefinite period from. Yep, can gather. he's out for a while, so, um, yeah, they're, they're like, and the fact they're going to recruit English bats doesn't suit them well, like Jackson Hastings is not going to have a good year, yeah, I doubt Oliver Gildup's in the top half dozen English tennis, so, uh, interesting recruitment call. Yeah, it's, uh, I can imagine those, well, Gildart may be going well at a, a good club, it's a uh, big ask for him to come over here and and play well for the Tigers and yeah Hastings they seem to be pinning a lot of hope on on him even if he did play a bit better in Super League than um, beforehand Tyron Peachy the other uh, notable signing for them um, if he yeah I'd, if he couldn't get it together at Cronulla and Penrith um, <laughs> he's and, not going to get it on a Michael Maguire yeah Tigers. and getting kicked out of a um, or let go by a, a Titans team on the rise I don't think Tigers are going to rejuvenate his career it's Joey Lelua Mark too. <laughs> Some of their recruitment under Michael Michael Maguire has just been staggering. I mean, you know, Lelua and and the likes. Um, yeah, geez, pretty painful being a, a Tigers fan over the last few years. Yeah, it is. So every time I'm, I'm concerned about being a Canterbury fan, I say to myself, at least I'm not a West Tigers fan. Uh, yeah, so the Cedar got them 15th. Um, and that wraps up the. Uh, all 16 clubs. Have you got a Dally M tip for the year? Uh, Dally M tip, good call. I'm going to go with, uh, assuming he stays healthy, Luke Keery. Yeah, nice one. I've got Tedesco. Um, yeah, if, if he can uh, play enough games, I think he um, will benefit from the likes of Kerry being back. Yeah, definitely. I can absolutely say as well. I, yeah, I don't know if Thor had a play who's going to win it. Maybe Harry Grant. Um, obviously, Turbo uh, and Cleary will be right up there as well. But yeah, Kieran, 
Um, I'll wrap it up there, Nick. I'm sure you got more work to do to finish off the day. Um, I might pack it in for the day, mate, and I've got to go and um, call your mum and ask her to dig out those wrestling tapes of you. <laughs> Send them over. I'm, I think I've got a VCR up in the garage that I can just uh, play them straight into the TV, so looking forward to that. Hopefully I'll never serve a lot of that. <laughs> Oh, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, Rob. pleasure as always. Um, great to get your insights. And if you're interested in uh, not blowing at all at the TAB this year, go and check out Nick's work around the place. Um, get his punters guide. Listen to the little birdie podcast because he will steer you uh, far more in the right direction than you'll get um, anywhere else. Um, and as, some, as someone well experienced with the TAB over in New Zealand, I can certainly point you towards the bookmakers who will give you much fair odds and better uh, better promotions as well. <laughs> uh, fantastic, mate. Thank you again for your time, and hopefully we'll uh, catch up with you again during the season. Absolute pleasure. We'll, we'll do it again for sure. Right, thanks, mate.